but let's be honest here. I sometimes Fiza, when we have arrived at the car park <laughs> and they have their shoes off, it takes forever. It I, takes I forever. I think as a parent, I spend a lot of time standing outside of the car waiting for them to put and on you their have shoes. Four. Yes, Music, I have you four. have four. I have yeah. no idea how you do it. <laughs> I, with two kids, I spent a day waiting outside the car. I'm like, are you done? Are you done? And it's a strap-on style. And and I remind them, uh, five minutes, ten minutes before, put on your shoes. Me too. We are arriving soon. Arriving soon. Nothing. Nothing. Oh my goodness. Now I feel relieved that I'm not the only parent that spends half a life outside the car at the car park. So silly. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah, welcome everyone to another episode on the Mizi Wahid Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate all your support and all the shares that you've been doing for us on social media. Truly appreciate it. I hope that when you do that, more people are going to benefit from this sharing. Um, this is episode 2 from our series with uh, Mandaki. This special series is the second year running that we're doing with them on the junior learners topic. Okay, And today I have a very special guest and we're going to be talking about teaching our kids life skills at home. What an interesting discussion inshallah. Um, with this, uh, but before I introduce my special guest, she can't wait <laughs> to start. But uh, I want to just share with you a little bit about our partner, Mendaki. Yayasan Mendaki is a pioneer self-help group with the development of the Malay Muslim community in Singapore. Many of you would be very familiar with the work that Mendaki does. Basically, what they do is that they assist students and individuals of the Malay Muslim community with education and with lifelong learning. For more information or assistance, you may visit my.mandaki.org.sg. So make sure you pay them a visit to learn more about their amazing services. Okay? So for this week's episode, I would like to welcome to you uh, my guest today and she is a TV host, a radio DJ, a producer, an entrepreneur, a content creator, a YouTuber, a food reviewer. <laughs> She's an amazing wife. She's an awesome mom to her two lovely sons. She is none other than Fiza O. Fiza O, alaikum and welcome. Wa alaikum salam, Izzy. Thank you so much for having me for your wonderful podcast. It's always very nice to meet you and of course talk to you. Um, and of course, when Mizi was like, Fiza, would you come over to talk about parenting? I'm like, I'm not exactly the best parent. <laughs> I try, yeah. but thank you for having me. Always so humble, you know. So, um, Fiza, I think um, before we start, I'd love to just give you the chance to share a bit about um, your life on a day-to-day basis. Like, what's your routine like? Especially being a mom at the same time. Uh, alongside everything else you're doing? Wow, I actually do not have a fixed routine and that's why I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a full-time working mom. Um, I I wake up in the morning, every morning, uh, prepare my, my kids' snack boxes, lunch boxes for school. Mm-hmm. So that is what I do every single morning. That's the, the sure thing to do. Uh, but halfway, you know, before, after sending the kids, it will be either to my studio or I'll start my filming, my recording, my client meetings uh, before I fashion from school and then schoolwork. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, resuming back uh, meetings or work or recording. So that's how it is. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of help. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah uh, I have my husband 
who steps in mm-hmm. whenever I have these meetings with clients and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And uh, if both of us are out for recordings, it will be my mom and my sisters mm-hmm. helping us with the children. So you got so a nice support how. group there helping you out. All Very the grateful. Yeah. Um, and if, let's say, on that particular day, somehow my mom couldn't make it, my, my sisters are not there, me and Casey would, would just, we would just figure out Yeah. Uh, who steps in first and then who steps out later <laughs> and then somehow we make it work. So Yeah, it's all about just making it work. Making it work, yes. I think for me and my wife, right, we survived without a helper for the f- uh, when we had the first four kids. It was just less us figuring things out on our own. Oh my goodness. Um, with our crazy hectic schedule. Um, and I sometimes I see with my wife and I wonder like, how did we make it? How did we survive? You know, wow. so only after the fourth one we decided, you know what, we need more help. So then we had a helper, Alhamdulillah, um, and that that has been really really helpful for us. Uh, but you know, when you were sharing that, I heard the word work come up more than two times, three times. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> work, 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 work. Yeah, because home, because housework is work. Yeah, true. And you know, just like you, I, me and my husband, we have no helpers. Mm. It is. Not easy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so thank you. Maybe after my fourth child, uh, <laughs> so so there is going to be okay. So there might be. There might there be. Might we will feature. We will discuss it in our future episodes <laughs> with Casey here, probably. <laughs> with Casey, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, today, Fiza, I'd yes. like to talk to you about um, play with our kids. Mm. Okay, um, between you and Casey, like who is the more playful one with the kids? I would say we do take turns, and mm. that's the good thing um, there will be days that Casey is the more lenient parents mm. and he will be taking out all the sample stuff and I'm like Ya Allah hit it, hit it. my wife hates that you know my mo- when, I hate that. I <laughs> so when I take it. out even Play-Doh, she's like, oh my God, not that, you know? <laughs> you you clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only thing. As long as we clean it up, I think she's fine. So you clean yeah. it up, okay? Yeah. The sand is going to get all over the carpet, all over the house. And he'll be like, but it's the holidays. I'm like, okay, I don't know how you're going to manage it. You better like, buka tika besar-besar mm. so that the sand don't get into our carpet. Oh my or, goodness. Yeah, just figure that out. He sounds just like me. Like justifying, but it's the holidays, but it's the weekend, but they really like it. <laughs> and then my always like, make sure you clean it up. Make sure you clean yeah, it up. Because I, <laughs> because I think you really like it. So you clean it up. Okay? <laughs> that's, that's us uh, facing reality. And actually, we enjoy it too. You know, yeah. that's why. I'm okay with yeah. water play though. Because uh-huh. water play is really confined mm-hmm. in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So you do you. Mm-hmm. I'll be the fun mom yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anything that's in the living room... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's a bit too much, right? Well, I, I think, um, what's your take on play in general for a child's um, development? Like, do you feel it's essential uh, for their, you know, development, their, their brain, their growth, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, or, or, or are you the kind where I think they just need more tuition or they need to focus on your schools, they need practice, daily dose kind of like work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, what's your series. what's your principle with regards to this I think it's all really about balance mm-hmm. uh, not having too much of everything I think when we grow up we just realise the power of play mm-hmm. we have seen our some of our friends I mean I'm, I'm not sure about you I'm I've got friends uh, in secondary school and then in college and I see them that these athletic friends of mine they seem to be really excelling in school mm. and then later on in life I try to like kind of muhasabadiri reflect on it right I'm like yes because they have the best of both worlds yeah. they they were they studied 
hard but not extremely obsessed with studies mm-hmm. and somehow they kind of float through and fly mm-hmm. and at the same time they are extremely efficient in sports mm-hmm. they are your captains or they are your strikers or they mm-hmm. are your your great defenders in mm-hmm. certain sports and they really do well in school and mm-hmm. then you see them after after school ends right they are also striving uh, in their career mm-hmm. so i so that kind of clicked in me like mm-hmm. Maybe I should be doing that to my children, mm-hmm. um, letting them play and and have sports. So and you know, in my career, I do work with clients. I do work on programs, and I learned that the motor skills have a lot of impact on our brains. Yep. So yes, I do encourage my children to do a lot of climbing at the playgrounds. Mm. So now I see. Kids climbing, not just as senseless climbing. Yeah. I look at it as their motor skills, their left brain and their right brain. Uh, you know. Are you the kind of mom who panics when the son is climbing a bit too high? And like, whoa, yes. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I am. Your you panic get worried. Mom. I guess it's also because, especially when our son was the only child, mm. I get that, and I'm a lot more relaxed when mm. I have two kids. <laughs> so I remembered when I only had our son. Mm-hmm. And then someone told me, you know, Fiza, the only way to relax is to have another child. Mm. And it's true. It's very interesting. Eh? It's, yeah. it's so true. You're, you let your guts down. You let the child explore a lot more. And not that you become a lesser parent mm. with two kids. You've become a more... Um, you've become a, a, a mom who allows your kid to get hurt mm. within boundaries, of course. Of course, of course. So I felt... Um, I probably... You know, I'm more relaxed, but I am not so scared of letting my child explore mm. the world with mm. risks mm-hmm. um, anymore. So your first one is Awesam. He's nine. He's nine. The seven-year-old, what's his name? Um, he is Hayan. He's Hayan. turning uh, seven in exactly. November. Okay. So um, two boys. Yeah. How's it like having two boys? Oh. I have two boys as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Are they, this, are they similar or are they different? Um... They are similar traits, but they're largely different. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they fight, yeah, uh, all the time, um, <laughs> all the time. I'm very time. real about that. So yeah. whenever I walk past a mom with four boys, I just turn to them. I'm like, Salute. sister, just know that you're doing God's work. <laughs> really, I saw a mom recently. Mm-hmm. She's got four boys sitting down with her, and then she was carrying a baby in her arms. So I looked over. I was like. Boy? She's like, yeah, boy. I said, like, congratulations. Mm. May Allah always give you patience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because, I mean, we love our kids. We love our kids. But we know the dynamics between boys and boys. They fight. Mm-hmm. They do wrestling moves. And mind you, I've never let them watch any wrestling episodes. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's an innate kind of At the risk kind of, of them trying it at home. Never. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I also do know that um, these fights are meant for me to step in, uh, for me to teach them about love, uh, to teach them about protecting each other because I I do follow up. You know, sometimes I send them to camps, right? Uh, camps and then after the camp ends, I usually talk to the trainers or mm-hmm. the camp faci- facilitators to find mm-hmm. out how how is their relationship like mm-hmm. in a camp setting versus mm-hmm. at a home setting yeah. because they might be fighting at home but maybe it's for my attention. Yep. So I got to figure that out. Uh, but in a camp setting, usually they are very loving towards mm-hmm. one another. The they brother, look after each they other. They look out for each other. Nice, whether, nice. whether you have eaten, mm-hmm. whether I can hold your 
hand mm. and I have spied on them before from afar. <laughs> so they have been holding hands from yeah. afar. Yeah. So that really kind of uh, appeases me a bit. Like, okay, they are just like that at home. Maybe it's me. Maybe mm. maybe it's me not making enough eye contact with them mm. when I'm talking to one and I'm not looking at the other yeah. enough. Mm. So that kind of like uh, helps me to reflect on myself, on mm. my parenting self. Yeah. I think uh, it's something that I totally can relate with. Um, as parents, we are busy with our own stuff. And sometimes our kids just want more attention. Yeah. Um, but they don't really need a lot, to be honest. Even a little bit will make a big difference, right? Uh, but going back to one of the earlier points you said, I, I, I too agree that play is essential to development because it contributes to their cognitive um, you know, well-being, physical, social, emotional too. And and this allows our children to really know themselves. Mm. Because if we, they don't explore, if they don't try, if they don't go to the outdoors, mm-hmm. if, they, if they don't test their physical strength and abilities, they'll never really know how good they can become. Mm-hmm. And so to me, this is part of their uh, development that is so key and so essential. Uh, we are aware, right Fiza, that in Singapore, there are many parents who restrict their child's uh, growth by only saying you need to read more books yeah. like you need to practice more you know like you said earlier the 10 year series mm-hmm. you need to go for more tuition mm-hmm. like yeah I mean I get it the stress That's levels important. are high the expectations are high yeah. for kids in Singapore academically but I think I've always believed this and I told my wife I think kids need to be kids they Absolutely. need to play and they learn a lot more when they play you know um, I also think like from the get-go, um, there are many different preschools in Singapore that um, they have different techniques mm-hmm. of teaching your child um, and what resonates with you. Mm. There are some parents who feel like a certain school is not teaching their children enough. I've had like parents or like uh, teacher friends who tells me, oh, the, the parents saying that, oh, can you do more spelling with them? Mm. Can you do more math with them? Mm-hmm. Can you do more practice with them? And there are parents who are like very concerned, oh, I think you're doing a bit too much spelling with them, right? So I think every parent wants to let the children grow differently. Mm. So pick your right school with the right principle. I always champion for getting to know uh, the principle yeah. of the school that yeah. you are sending your children to. Yeah. Because that's a long-term investment, you know, for your child's overall growth and well-being. So, um, whenever my wife and I have the chance to meet with them during the parent-teacher conference and meet up, we really ask a lot of questions. When Mm. I say we, it's really her. So, my (laughs) wife really, she has a lot of questions to ask to find out how is our child doing? You know, are they paying attention? Are they responsive? Do they lose focus? Uh, Are they able to do the work that is given to them? How are they interacting with their friends? And and then from there, you actually can tell how the school uh, deals with kids who don't pay attention, how they deal with kids who, who are behind their friends. Like, you know. So mm-hmm. that helps. I totally agree with you. You need to get to know them. And at the end of it, you know, I've seen friends who pull their kids out of schools before because mm-hmm. they just feel like it's not that the school is bad. It's just not the perfect not fit for your child. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. It's okay. Because you want it. the best for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like we as parents, not only, not only are we driven by wanting what's best for our kid, but we are also driven by a lot of intuition. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just know that our child, um, you know, how's the environment around him, his teachers, his immediate friends. Um, so, I feel for preschool especially, um, it's a lot easier for you to move your kids when you need them. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to... Nothing is cast in stone. Yep. Just don't be afraid. Yep. So, 
let's talk about um, life skills that we can teach our kids at home. We spoke about Play-Doh, water play, things like that. Mm-hmm. We, we, we might revisit that too. But let's talk about something else that is quite prevalent today, Fiza, and that is um, using gadgets, oh. yeah, technology, and all of these things. There's an interesting study I want to share with our listeners. Uh, this is one company that they did a study with regards to this, and they found that uh, 57%, right, more than half of three to five-year-olds today can navigate easily an app on a smartphone, but only 14% know how to tie their shoes, okay? wow. tie their shoelaces. So that's <laughs> quite remarkable uh, mm. considering last time during our days, like that was the first one of the first few skills yeah. that we learned, right? how to tie our shoelaces. Right. Uh, but today, you know, operating an app, opening it, closing it, you know, opening a different app, trying different things, it's, it's easy for them. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, what's your, first of all? I just want a reaction first. What What's your thought on that? Again, those are motor skills. Mm-hmm. The usage of your fingers, yeah. the strength of your finger muscles, mm-hmm. uh, they are rarely used because just wiping through. And I have to admit, my son can't tie his own shoelace because we're always buying for him those the like strap ones. Strap ones. <laughs> yeah. So I it'd be unfair for me to say he can do it because I. I think strap-ons are easy for me to help him clean it up. We make sure he cleans his own shoes, well, by the well, way. Well, let's be honest here. I Sometimes, Fiza, when we have arrived at the car park <laughs> and they have their shoes off, it takes forever. It I, takes forever. I think forever. as a parent, I spend a lot of time standing outside of the car waiting for them to put and on their shoes. you have four. Yes, Mizzi, have you four. have four. I have yeah. no idea how you do it. <laughs> I, with two kids, I spent a day waiting outside the car. I'm like, are you done? Are you done? And it's a strap-on style. And and I remind them, uh, five minutes, ten minutes before, put on your shoes. Me too. We are arriving soon. Arriving soon. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now I feel relieved that I'm not the only parent yeah. that spends half a life yeah. outside the car at the car park. So silly. <laughs> yes. But also, so you see, I thought I was really a bad parent by allowing my child to have um, gadgets. Right, to have gadgets, to have some screen time daily. By the way, I've also uh, I've I, I've um, limited them to playing the gadgets only on weekends right now. Okay. So on Friday, so Monday to Fridays is like a no go, mm-hmm. except for Fridays after school. Okay. And then on Sundays, uh, afternoon onwards, then also no more, okay. no more gadgets before Monday comes. Quite similar to ours. Right. Mm. Oh, okay. Alhamdulillah. Okay. So. School holidays now, they they have a bit more. Oh, uh, mm. for me, mm. a lot more. So <laughs> I feel like also, as parents, we must attend all of these cyber wellness classes. Yeah, as boring as it sounds. So my first cyber wellness class, I got in because you know I have to. Uh, it was a school thing that we just automatically you're just included in it, mm-hmm. and. And Allah, when I sat in, and I was just listening to to their conversation, to their sharing, I'm like, I'm so glad I, I'm in here. It's so important for us not to say no every single time, mm-hmm. to ban them from things every single time. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want my son to be complaining, to be sharing with someone else apart from me. Because mm-hmm. I need to know first thing, like, what do you need? What do you want? And how can I rationalize? How can I give it to you but within boundaries? Mm-hmm. So I think uh, giving your son... Or your child gadgets whenever it's needed it's also important for them for you to allow them certain games it's also important mm. because it's also important for their social skills yeah. um, because by eliminating it all together we you see we 
us, okay, probably the uh, the millennials or you know the generations above, uh, we understand how life could be like without gadgets. Mm-hmm. But our children, they don't. They don't. This is their it, life. It was there when they were born. Yes. Yeah. This is how they interact. By taking it out altogether, it's it's being unfair to them. Um, so, attending these digital wellness courses was really helpful for me. And at the same time, it's also, I learned that physical boundaries are very important. And them playing their physical gadgets. Boundaries. So, as they get older, they will try to start to retreat to their rooms, right? Because mm. they want to rest on their beds. And it's when they start to ep- explore uh, different websites mm. or different apps mm. or different videos. Um, so there was one particular person that shared and he said, it was very interesting, he said, I allow, I will have all these gadgets all charged and in the living rooms. Once you're done, you put it back right there. And when you're using it, I have to be you have to be in a, have to have a clear view of where you're at while mm. you're playing. So you might be all around the, the living room, the kitchen area, Doesn't go matter. for it, mm. yeah. Uh, but do not bring it to the rooms. Mm. And I felt, oh, that was right. Because when you are encroaching teenagehood, uh, you be wanting to explore more things. You're even more curious. Yeah, you're more mm. curious. So you know that you're doing something that's not quite right. Mm-hmm. You'll be quite scared of your parent right in front of you, although mm. they're not checking on you. Mm-hmm. So I thought that physical boundary yeah. was quite interesting. We need to be able to see them, right? Yes. Yeah, got it. I think that's a really good one. Um, I agree to you. I agree with you too with regards to not banning completely, um, because then they'll feel left out. Moreover, nowadays, since the pandemic, right, they have these online lessons that they have to do anyway. The school tells them to log in. SLS. Yeah, SLS stuff. So they need to uh, know how to operate these gadgets. They need to know how to use it. Mm -hmm. So that's that's very, very important. Um, So what are some things that you and your husband have implemented um, to try to control usage? I know you said about the schedule. I'm Mm -hmm. going to share what I did, okay? Okay. So I have one who's already 12. So she's even smarter, like she knows how to do things more. Mm-hmm. So how we started off with her, I think when she was 10 or something, is that I um, linked my device with hers. Oh, how right? did so, you do that? Yeah, so there is. Yeah, I mean, there are applications that you can do that. With Apple, mm-hmm. there's a family device, you know, family account, I think, yeah. And then you can link it. And I can know what apps she downloads, uh, how many hours she uses each app, um, and some apps I can actually lock and she needs to request and then I need to unlock it, it on my end mm-hmm. and and then she can use it. So th- those are some things too um, that work. Lah, you know, uh, Of course, I, I'm pretty sure at some point she'll figure out a way <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to circumvent that. But when they're still young, um, we need to show that there needs to be some kind of discipline. Um, they need to... Um, be able to be trusted when we um, entrust them with these gadgets and with these devices. Right. So that's one thing that I did uh, that has been working alhamdulillah so far. Has there been anything else that you've tried with your kids? Um, that sounds like a great idea. I'm just mm-hmm. going to be doing that from now on. Okay. Uh, what I do is, so like for example, YouTube, there's so many inform- uh, informative videos as well. And if there happens to pop up, Mm-hmm. A video that I see or I think it's not good. Not good. I'll just go over and say, "Don't show me this video again." Mm. So I do that very. Uh, I do that too. Yeah, but I do it when yeah when I hear sometimes when I'm not listening and I just pick up 
the gadget they use and then I start looking at the history, the, the history yeah. and I notice that some videos are really not good. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of nonsense on YouTube to be honest. A lot. And they are animations, they are like, uh, what they like to watch Roblox videos but sometimes it's just ridiculous about relationships, it's about BGR. Like, How, why is it creeping into all these game yeah, videos, yeah. right? Yeah, I think some people really sick mindsets, you know. Oh so they, they, they do all of these things and the kids watch them. They don't know Unknowingly. anything. Unknowingly. Unknowingly. They don't know. They just watch. And so I, I do the same thing. But unfortunately on YouTube, right, there's, there's an option for you to block. When, but when you block, it only prevents them from commenting on your videos. But we don't upload videos. So does it work too that they would not, if you say block, YouTube will not show their videos? Um, I, I did not block them. So I'll just go to that particular video and it pops on my screen. So don't, okay. that's a re- don't recommend this. Don't right? recommend this yeah. anymore. Yeah. Do recommend this channel. I, I, I saw that function when mm. you click on these three uh, dots. Mm. Uh, but I'm not sure whether when you go specifically to that video after it's being watched. Mm. Maybe you can, yeah, I, th- I think it's just three buttons. You just press on it and just say, don't recommend me this video anymore. I do that. Yeah. But I don't do it for my children. I think, mm. they figure, I, I think they figured it out along the way that I was doing it. Like, oh, what's that? Can I just take a look? And I'm just putting it over <laughs> here and I, I'll just like turn it around yeah. and don't recommend this video anymore. Mm. And after that, I'll start like deleting this from my history so that I, I don't want them to go back. And somehow they are so good. Like it takes me forever to figure out what's history. They figure it out in seconds. Yeah. Because it is... And, and another thing I do with them is I watch some videos with them and then and then sometimes they flash it on the TV in the living room. So everybody, it's not just within distance. I know exactly what they're watching. So when there's something uh, unpleasant said in the video, like a vulgarity, mm-hmm. even something not not the F word, something close to that point, yeah. we would say, hey, that's not good. Stop watching that and change. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So everybody, all four of them would hear the feedback that we give and they know the next time a video says anything like that, they would not watch it. Mm-hmm. And and Alhamdulillah, out of the four, ada dua tiga yang they are very attentive and they're, hey, that one said a bad word. Don't watch. You know, <laughs> that's, that's one of them is a police officer amongst Love themselves. Love it. We need so, a police officer always <laughs> amongst the siblings. Of course, annoying lah. The others like, snitch ada ni. Uh, snitch snitch ah. but, but, but it's helpful. Yeah, have <laughs> now someone. I figure out why my mom loves a snitch in the family. <laughs> now I understand. I'm like, I love a snitch in the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that, that's a really good um, thing um, to, you know, uh, teach our kids with. Yes, yes. But let's talk about some some other skills that we can teach them. For example, house chores. Mm-hmm. Um, any house chores in particular that you get your boys to do or to learn? I think it's to really clean up your bed okay. every morning. Mm. You know, like no matter how it's a schooling day or whatever, just arrange your pillows. Um, arrange your pillows, uh, fold the blankets in the morning and um, after having breakfast, carry it back to the um, to the kitchen mm-hmm. I'll put it in the sink and once I've done for your breakfast first, it, firstly is you carry your own breakfast to your table mm. and after you're done if there's any dirty things on the table pick it up put it in the plate and then carry the plate to the sink that's, that's, that's as far as we go um, unless it's like a non unless we have a lot of time they can play mm. uh, and, and, and wash dishes because mostly it will turn into play time <laughs> 
right? So I have more no time for playtime. Yes, more mess for me. I'm a working mom. Yeah. I have nothing to go like, okay, it's a mess. Let's do this. But I do try to engage them, especially when I'm, let's say I am cooking something that day mm. after school, right? Get so them involved. Get them involved mm. with the groceries. Mm. So I will bring them to the supermarket. I'm like, okay, today we're gonna, I'm gonna, gonna be cooking for you chicken rice, for example, mm. chicken rice. So I'm gonna need these vegetables, this chicken, um, and what else? What else do I need? Mm. So they'll be putting for me, putting in the ingredients for me in the basket. I pay for them. I get back home, and I tell them to uh, take out the ingredients uh, for me. Then I, then after that, I'll just just be me mm. in the kitchen. Mm. And once it's ready, I'll get them as well to prepare the dining table. Nice. Make sure it's clean. Mm. Um, so those are the ways that I get them involved mm. as a working mom. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, I think especially boys, I feel eh, um, need to know how to do the housework. Because uh, yeah. I think we came from a generation where the boys were always excluded. Mm-hmm. It's always the girls doing yeah. it. Um, I always make sure that my boys get involved. I always, when whenever, you know, my girls are expected to do something because I don't know, maybe they also hear it like, oh, girls need to do this. Boys don't need to. I always say, no, boys, get up and clean your table. You know, get up and clean your room. Like they need to do it as well. If they're helping to fold clothes, even though we have a helper, we get them involved with everything. Um, we don't allow them to take a back seat and just relax. So they will help with the laundry sometimes. They will help with cleaning up the living room after they play. They will help to, they will make their own bed, you know. Um, like we're going on a short holiday, so they were packing their bags this morning, you know, their luggage. So all of these things, we try as as much as possible to expose them, to get them um, to do it on their own, right? And if they don't know, the first few times, you always sit beside them and help them to yeah. do and monitor and then after that, they are uh, empowered to do it on their own. So I think these are simple life skills that will go a long way. Mm-hmm. One day, our kids are going to go study on their own overseas. You have boys. Boys are going to NS. Yeah. How are they going <laughs> to... If let's say everything's been done for them their entire life, how? Yeah. You know. So we, we got to teach them some basic uh, life skills. Lah, okay. So um, yeah, I think Alhamdulillah, it's been a really good uh, conversation, Fiza, so far with regards to play and helping our kids to learn um, skills from home uh, basic skills like gardening uh, interestingly my mom you call up again like, it's, it's a garden it's a garden she got green yeah. fingers green fingers and every time I send my kids over my mom first thing okay come help to water the plants so That's the kids nice. are getting to touch and get up close to the plants you know water the plants learning about the plants so Alhamdulillah they learn something there so when they're with my mom, they get to uh, get close with those kind of stuff. At home, they do something else, um, and and the That's gadgets. That's great, you know, because it's nature for the yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. I that. I think I only start to realize how important nature is for us as adults mm-hmm. and for our children as well. And you know, we leave, you know, you go and walk regularly with your husband. I do, I do, yeah. I do, and then we, we kind of like stopped. Mm-hmm. after Ramadan because <laughs> and then we've not resumed it because we don't want for us to come back because it's actually very therapeutic Yeah, we just need nature we just need the sun we just need to touch and the fact that your mom has an entire garden mm-hmm. uh, and she allows your kids to touch them and water them mm-hmm. it is a lot more uh, that you're helping your kids than you think it so, seems like nothing Yeah, but I think in the long run it will be very meaningful to them they'll remember it um, and it's a core memory yeah it's a core memory for yeah. sure for sure yeah 
Alhamdulillah. Um, thank you so much, Fiza, for chatting with me today. Actually, there's still a lot more that we can talk about, but hopefully um, we, we, we still have you for a couple of more episodes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one and you'll continue to tune in with me and Fiza O in the subsequent episodes, inshallah. Um, in conclusion, guys, life skills and play are essential for our kids. Let them explore the world through the life skills that we teach them at home and also outside of home, you know. Play is extremely beneficial for them. So please ensure that they get the necessary exposure and balance required. Okay. And before we end, I just want to share with you that this July, Mandaki will be organizing Raikan Ilmu at the Heartlands beginning from the 1st of July 2023 at One Punggol. Have you been to One Punggol? It's oh, a yes. new place. It's nice. It's, it's, nice. it's very, nice. very nice. Yeah. It's got its own library and the library is um, amazing. eating place. Mm-hmm. The library is great. Yeah. yeah. So, just go over. Yes. yes. Especially school holidays, you know. And look forward to the 1st of July onwards. And this would include the signature Play Fest activities that will help parents generate awareness on the importance of play and its role in the holistic development of children and also foster social inclusion amongst our children. It will also uh, help to advocate and empower parents with a play-based approach in learning through sharing of mediated learning experience techniques, MLE, and to develop early critical thinking and reasoning skills and nurture a mindset among early learners, and to provide ideas in setting up a stimulating and appropriate learning environment at home. And uh, there's also one more thing that I'd like to share with you, Mm -hmm. and that is about this um, KMM, okay? Is Class Mathematica. Okay, so KMM Class Mathematica is a parent and child program targeted at parents with preschool children aged between 4 to 6 years old. The workshops and activities conducted throughout the lessons aim to empower parents with mediated learning experience skills so that they are more confident to teach their children in learning the basic numeracy concepts. Parents are guided by qualified facilitators on applying the appropriate MLE techniques in their child's learning. KMM aims to strengthen children's basic numeracy skills to prepare them for entry into primary school and nurture confidence, creativity and social skills through craft and interactive activities. So please do check out Class Mathematica through Mendaki, inshallah. Okay, so thank you once again, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share your favorite parts from this episode with us. We'd love to hear from you. Tag us and tag Yayasa Mendaki on Instagram, on Facebook, if you loved what we spoke about today. And once again, thank you, Fiza. Till the next episode, take care. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Bye-bye.